I am nothing like Ralph Macchio. Welcome everyone to the Gravity Beard Podcast, your home for discussions and interviews with a variety of guests covering a wide range of topics. Today is another installment of This Week Today, where we look back on this day in history, sports, entertainment, and more. Let's get started. This is the Gravity Beard Podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Tove. I'm joined by my regular co-host, Lord Saunders. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. I'm really, uh, I feel like I'm coming off the high of the KC Mo trip. We all got together and podcasted and all that kind of stuff. I was going to say the same thing. So about a week and a half ago, you and I, for the first time, appeared as a show at a podcast meetup. It was on. I was honored to be there, and I was honored to be there as a member of the Gravity Beard. It, it was really fun, wasn't it? It it was super fun, and you know this one had a lot of people that we I, I hadn't met or really spoken to. Got to meet a lot of new people. Uh, it was very very cool, man. Very very exciting. Yeah, hugs all around. And so we stayed in an Airbnb together, which was our first mistake. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> and we had roommates. Our roommates were Haley Gray. And Jess Ann from Murder Road Trip. Which was a good a good house of people. It really was. It was. Easy to get along with. Super chill. And Yumi and Haley, no, I'm sorry, Yumi and Jess all wore onesies. We did wear our onesies and we podcasted in those onesies with, with Haley, Jess, and then Tori and Kelsey Jane. Yeah, so Tori and Kelsey Jane came over. So there was dinner and then there was the meetup. And then we did kind of a mini after party at our place where we recorded our show and had a onesie party. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of I'm really glad that um, everyone came over, too, because I felt like I was not ready for the party to end. No, for sure. And it went late after that. I think it ended like 1 or one thirty in the morning. I think Kelsey and, and Tori left around one thirty ish because we went to bed around 2. Yeah, right. And good news for the listeners, if you're listening to this show, when you're done listening to this, you can immediately play the next episode because we recorded at the onesie party. Yes. So you can hear that live show that we recorded, which was a lot of fun. And um, we tried a bunch of New Zealand delicacies. Jess Ann brought over a ton of stuff along with her onesie. And we got to try all the things on the air like Vegemite and Marmite. That's correct. So you'll find out which is better, the Australian product, Vegemite, or the New Zealand product, Marmite. Which, of course... Sci- we did a scientific test, and we have, we have the results. That's right. And, and, of course, if you ask Jess, of course the Marmite's going to win. Of course. Without question. But we, we assembled a panel, and that's one of the things we did is determine which one was the most delicious. I, I got a bigger glob of Vegemite than I should have on the first taste test. That's correct. You're only supposed to eat a trace amount of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think you smell it and then you close the jar back. And and, and actually our, our time in the Airbnb, specifically when we recorded with everybody, that kind of inspired me. And, and I did, people know, because I posted a, a week ago, a week or so ago, that if we had the means, if we were able to, I would like to do a, a Gravity Beard Interns inspired real world at a big house. Okay, is this the official declaration that we want to do it on the air? I mean, it's the declaration that we want to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, are, are we actually going to do it? I don't know. Because you and well, I talked about it a little bit, just the logistics of pulling that off from a production standpoint. And yeah. it's really, really... Di- to, in order to capture that well and execute it well, 
to where it was anything anybody would want to listen to. That's really difficult. But in terms of my desire, it's an 11 on a 10 scale. Okay, so I think that that's that. There's there's two parts of it. Number one, at a base level, we should do it. Like just have, you know, the kind of like the real world house of podcasters. Like we should do that. You know, like just on a on a base. Let's plan that out. The second thing is is the difficult part is making it a reproducible you know show with a with an end goal production. Right. To do it really well, to make it something really fun and interesting and hilarious to listen to. Okay. So let me just say this then, because I didn't, because, you know, I only think of doing it, doing all of it. I never think of doing something partially. (laughs) Of course. But I I think you're right. The thought of doing a Gravity Beard interns meetup sounds amazingly fun. Even if we don't record a single minute of it, because if a bunch of people from Gravity Gravity Beard interns are there, that's, that's our key audience anyways. So it'd be fun just to do it, even if we didn't record it. Well, and that's what I mean. I think that if we, I think if we, if we didn't do it for the sake of we can't figure out the production, which of course we can, just whether or not it's feasible, um, you know, if we don't do it and then therefore don't have like that part of it, I think that'd be a, a, a real miss, especially with like the quality of the people that we have in the group, you know, like it's, it's been a lot of, it's been a lot of fun. So I think it'd be a lot of fun. So I think if we start there at least, then the production, we can make that happen in one way or the other. Okay. All right. Well, then I'm willing to. I'm not willing to commit or declare anything. That's I not think what we I'm, do here. <laughs> I think what I'm willing, yeah, because really what we do here is say we're going to do a bunch of stuff and then we don't right. do it. Right. That's correct. So, right. This is all cursory. <laughs> that is the tradition of the show. But what what I am prepared to do is is to say to be continued. This conversation is not over. You and I will at least contemplate what it would look like. Sans production, we'll go with the we'll go with the first task first. We'll at least continue discussing between us the possibility of doing a Gravity Beard interns real world. I think that that's great. And let's take this to the next level. We should have people submit videos of why they should be picked to go in the real world house. <laughs> <laughs> and then we can have like a rose ceremony, you know, <laughs> combine all sorts of reality TV shows. Just do a total mashup of reality TV shows. Right, and then we'll call the show, Have You Heard of Gravity Beard? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I, okay, then that's what, that's what I think you and I are both saying, is we're committing to at least continuing the conversation. It's an ongoing thing. I, I think we owe it to ourselves and to the group. You know, plenty of time to plan, you know, that kind of stuff. But, I mean, I, I've been lucky enough to be a part of several meetups from several different platforms. This time was, um, it, was it was different but in a very, very, uh, a very, very fun time. It's like an and, not a but. It was so I was really, really glad to be a part of it. And I think that we would have a great time doing it. So yes, the conversation will definitely be ongoing. And this is not a news story that we don't have time to, you know, get to. This is like a trip that we're trying to get to. <laughs> right, right. Okay, well, th- then that's what we'll do. We'll. Okay, so so I'm going to ask everyone in the group to do this. And we, Yeah. I'm asking everyone in the group to do this. Don't post anything about this as as a response to listening to this. I will start an official thread for Gravity Beard Real World. And that's where we'll kind of hash out some details, get some input from everybody. Who knows where that'll go? That that's just that'll be the official thread discussing this idea. Right. Right. And it's not going to be tomorrow either. No, not at all. It, it, you know, this is this is going to unfold over over a longer period of time. 
so I, I don't want people posting threads so that it's disorganized all over the place. We'll do one official thread in the group for the Gravity Beard Real World, and we'll just we'll, we're not promising anything. We'll just see where it goes. I think that there's. I think we'll figure it out. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I do too. Okay, great. Next, we'll get started with the calendar of special days, so everyone knows what to celebrate this week. Sounds good. Why don't you start us off, Chris? I will do that. <laughs> I said that with such sass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the. I think that's the most sassy you've been on the show so far. <laughs> Kudos to you for that. I, Thank you, sir. I like to encourage sassiness of those around me. <laughs> I do what I can. Yeah, well, mission accomplished. <laughs> okay, so yesterday was National Flower Day. Which is better than National Deflower Day. Oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> now I'll tell you, I do like to spontaneously get Chelsea flowers. And here's okay. a life hack. You actually can get really good quality flowers for not much money at the local grocery store. You know what? The Publix near my house gives really, really good quality flowers. Yeah. So you can get affordable, good quality flowers at the grocery store. So you should also spontaneously go out and get your significant other some flowers. Today, you might decide to celebrate World Octopus Day. I'm a fan of that. I am too. If you're interested in octopi, Paul and Donna of Varmints did a really great episode. And apparently, according to Paul, they're wicked smart and could take over the world. Well, that's pretty cool. So tomorrow is a great day. It's International Beer and Pizza Day. So, I mean, self-explanatory. And maybe it's an opportunity to try that pickle pizza that I posted in the Gravity Beard Interns uh, group. There are very few beverage food matchups that are better than beer and pizza. That is correct. These kinds of things just go together. Now, the next day is National Tuxedo Day. So October 10th is National Tuxedo Day. Nope. Nope. Okay, let me just say this. The only way I'm putting on a tuxedo is I'm either dead or I get to be James Bond. Well, obviously, <laughs> you can. You have to be James Bond. And we, we should just call that James Bond Day. See, that's a way better day. But then you have to have a martini chicken, not stirred. Fine. All right. Good deal. All right. Well, then Thursday is National It's My Party Day. Do you get to cry if you want to? <laughs> I mean, it's your party. <laughs> well, then I'm going to cry. <laughs> and you can't stop me. <laughs> and, and I won't. <laughs> oh, thanks, Chris. You're a good friend. Hey, buddy. <laughs> okay, so on Friday, October 12th, is National World Sight Day, which um, the poses the question, if you had to give up one sense, what would you do? Mine's easy, smell. Ooh, but that's where a lot of food flavors link to. You know what? They've, there's actually been some studies that you can taste food just fine without the ability to smell then smell it is because I need my eyes to do my job and my ears and my hands to execute it. (laughs) Yeah. So to me, that's an easy one. It's smell. Okay. Well, if it wasn't smell, because that's an obvious one, what would you do? Taste. (laughs) The other easy one. Probably, (laughs) probably a good one though, because (laughs) if if what you're trying to do is corner me and have me choose between sight and hearing, because that's really the more interesting question, then I'm, I'm going to take away hearing. I just feel like there was a lot of attitude right there when you said that. <laughs> no, there was, there was none intended. There was none, I just knew kind of where you were trying to if go. If you're trying to bully me into an option here. <laughs> if you're trying I don't to bully me into a verbal headlock, first of all, congratulations, you've done it. 
<laughs> and second of all, the answer is hearing, okay? I, I guess that's a pretty good heads up, though, because that's exactly what I wanted to hear. Everybody wants to choose between hearing and sight. And yeah. I don't know. That's, that's a really tough question because would you give up music? Yes. <laughs> that's so much more of a difficult question for me. Well, I, I mean, I can only say that because essentially I have. Not, not 100%, but I kind of have. Would you give up podcasts? Because you listen to those. Well, I'd give up listening to them, wouldn't I? <laughs> if I couldn't hear? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm just saying, is it worth it? Oversight? Absolutely. I, I okay. don't think I could give up my sight. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Well, I might give up my sight so I wouldn't have to look at you anymore. Jeez, <laughs> 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 I walked right into that. <laughs> Classic Adam and Tove mess around. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Well, let's wrap things up. Okay. You can wrap up this week of celebrations with International Suit Up Day. Now, I would say nope to that also because I have no interest in wearing anything that's formal, a suit or a tuxedo or anything similar. However, the first thing that I thought of when I read this... Space suit. Oh, man. See, that's a good one. I didn't think of that. That's not bad. But I thought of Barney Stinson, who's one of my favorite TV characters from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, and one of his well, favorite lines was to tell guys to suit up. Because <laughs> he, he wore a suit basically in every scene of that show for, the, for its entire run. I think that my favorite line from the entire series is, I am nothing like Ralph Macchio. <laughs> <laughs> I 100% agree. That was a great line. Next! Okay, well with that, let's turn our attention to... This Week in History, and I'll kick things off. This week in 1869, Frank Durier wins the first American horseless carriage race, which essentially, Adam, is the first auto race, which I think that's amazing because that was a long time ago. And in 1871, the Great Chicago Fire kills two to 300 people. It destroys 1,700, uh, sorry, destroys 17,450 buildings and leaves 100,000 homeless and does over three and a half billion dollars in damage. That's incredible. That's an incredible amount of things and people and money. That's a crap load of damage. That's the whole city. It is a crap load. That's correct. All right. Well, in 1919 was the first transcontinental air race. 65 airplanes raced from San Francisco to New York. Who won? I don't know. All right, so just making sure we're still keeping par after that one hiccup of further cursory research. Yeah, I apologize (laughs) for doing that extra research. (laughs) Don't let it happen again, buddy. No, sir. And so then this moves us to 1975, which was the year that Saturday Night Live debuted. And think about how many people's careers have been launched because of Saturday Night Live. Well, let's not overlook the fact that this year they, they debuted their 43rd season. Yeah, it's insane. That is insane. All right, well, in 1984, the great Walter Payton, sweetness himself, passes Jim Brown and becomes the NFL's rushing leader. Dude, Walter Payton is is incredible. Was. He's my number one. I think he's the best running back in the history of the NFL. I'll go with that. Absolutely. And in 1987, Whitesnake debuts their famous video for their hit, Here I Go Again. The saucy music video was memorable because of actress Tawny Katane. Aha. Well, that was interesting, Tove, but this is more interesting. In 1992, 18-year-old Michelle Knapp's orange 1980 Chevy Malibu is destroyed by a falling meteorite. 
The car was sitting in the driveway. That is insane. Are you serious? A meteorite. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine sitting in your house and you hear this incredibly loud noise, you go outside and your car in the driveway was hit by a meteorite. Right. And then, and the note is destroyed. So it's not like it was a disintegrated into like a small golf ball sized piece of hail. It was destroyed. Right. So, you know what I mean, like, I mean, that's I, I don't know what I would do if that happened. Yeah, I don't know either. How, you would just you would just stand there in disbelief. Maybe you just go, oh, no, my 1980 Chevy Malibu. No, no, you'd say, oh, no, my orange 1980 Chevy Malibu. <laughs> Next. All right, Adam, it's time to move on to the news. Yes, with my favorite jingle. All right, Adam, you're an entrepreneur and a fan of fan and supporter of the startup, aren't you? Absolutely, 100%. Well, I've got two pieces of good news for you. Okay, start with the good news first. <laughs> the first one is, we have more than one story, Adam. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Is this like a quick hit, maybe? Kind of like quick hits. <laughs> quick hits. <laughs> Sorry, this is <Keith>. fantastic. <laughs> All right, well, we have two stories. One, a creative new high-tech startup. And another story, not so much a business, but a guy who came up with a very creative way to make some cash. Okay. Enlighten me. Are you among those who are afraid that the development of AI will eventually lead to robots taking over the world and killing all humans? You know, I I didn't used to worry about it. And I, I, I kind of, I feel like that this would be like the beginning. We're, we're heading down the path of, uh, what's the movie, iRobot? Where it's mm-hmm. kind of like hardwired that they cannot hurt humans. But I feel like there's just too many evil people. So I, I, my honest answer is I'm on the fence. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I feel like that the world is just too volatile. You think there's an increasing possibility that that might happen? Yeah, I mean, th- I think that there's an increasing possibility that that'll happen. I also feel like being artificially intelligent is very difficult to achieve. Okay. Well, then I'm curious to get your take on this story, Adam. Okay. The headline is, The Country's First Robot Sex Brothel Opening Soon in Houston. Hey, now we're living. What a time to be alive, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the story, my friend. The company opened its first location last year near Toronto, where $60 buys a half hour alone with a robot sex doll, according to the Washington Examiner. Not the Uranus Examiner, but the Washington Examiner. Which is holding firm, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if you want to buy one of these dolls, they cost $2,500. Immediately, and I think this is understandable, there was a massive backlash from residents and activists in Houston. <laughs> really? <laughs> I can't believe they weren't fine with that. So, Yuval Gavriel, the founder of Kinky's Dolls, said he plans to expand to 10 locations throughout the United States by 2020. See, this doesn't surprise me even in the slightest. It doesn't, me either. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised that it's, it's taken this long. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Okay, so here's something else that won't that won't surprise you. Elijah Rissing, a Houston-based nonprofit organization aimed at ending sex trafficking, started a petition titled "Keep Robot Brothels Out of Houston." <laughs> I feel like it's very self-explanatory. 
Well, it is, but just the fact that we've arrived at a point in human history where you have to have a petition called Keep Robot Brothels Out of Houston just <laughs> makes me laugh. But does it even count as a brothel if it's not real people? All right, well, we'll get to that, but I just I don't want to just brush past the point that that's the name of the petition. That's the thing that they're petitioning, is to keep <laughs> a robot point. brothel out of their city. <laughs> fair, fair point. <laughs> that's kind of awesome. Okay, yeah. so this will get to the point that you just mentioned. Sex robot brothels will ultimately harm men and their understanding of healthy sexuality. That's fair. Now, let me, let me just pause on that for a second. I'm not saying that's not true. And by the way, my general take on this story is that this isn't a good thing. It's not good for people. I wouldn't want a robot sex brothel in my own city. <laughs> you know, if someone said, hey, do you mind if there's a robot sex brothel in your neighborhood? I'm going to oppose that if it's up to me. <laughs> You're going to vote no. <laughs> yeah, it's taken to a vote. <laughs> now, having said that, I don't know if they ultimately harm men or it harms their understanding of healthy sexuality, mainly because I don't think human beings in general have a healthy understanding of sexuality. That is an interesting point, and a fair one, I think. Well, and, and I'm not really willing to do a deep dive on that point. I just want to make the point that, I, in, in general, I think humans don't have a healthy understanding of sexuality. It's in, the, it's in the news all the time, all kinds of behaviors, and we do terrible things mainly because we have an unhealthy perspective on sexuality. Uh, that I, so without diving deep, I 100% agree with you. I think because of a uh, several several reasons for this, but because of a lack of understanding and acceptance of human sexuality, it's a problem, and therefore we have the issues that we have. Yes, for sure. So anyways, I'm not for robot sex brothels. Uh, I just thought it was a really interesting story. And uh, congratulations, Houston. You're getting the first one in the U.S., yeah, congrats, guys. You're the first ones to start Westworld. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I'm just going to cross my fingers on your behalf that they don't um, become sentient, sentient and kill all of you. <laughs> and in which case, I would be proven wrong. The AI is really difficult because it happened. <laughs> yeah, the, then we, I, then no question, everybody should be opposed. If, you're, <laughs> if, if the sex robots at your local brothel are killing you, something's gone terribly wrong. <laughs> I like that that's the qualifier. If they're killing you. <laughs> so uh, here's a really creative idea for how to make a little cash, Adam. Okay, I'm all for that. Lifelong Knicks fan, Evan Perlmutter. Have you heard this story? I have not. Age 33, put his NBA allegiance up for sale last week on eBay under an auction titled Infuriated New York Knicks Fan has had enough selling my fanhood. <laughs> that is brilliant. Dang yes. it. So as part of the auction, he pledged to attend two games featuring his new team, one home and one away, and to bet $500 uh, on, the, on the winning team to su- surpass the over and under win total. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. How did the results turn out? All right. So James Rydell, age 23, a... Los Angeles Lakers fan won the auction. Oh, cool. So, oh, well, that sucks. Now, Lakers fan, that blows. <laughs> right, because <laughs> now, as he says here in the article, Pearl is looking forward to rooting for LeBron James and the Lakers this season. Yeah, and LeVar Ball. Screw that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not surprisingly, he did receive some backlash from Knicks fans on social media during the auction process. Adam, would you like to hear the Knicks, the New York Knicks official statement in, res- in response to... The auction. Wait, the Knicks themselves responded to this? They did. The New York Knickerbockers. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to hear what he says. 
So the the official organ the official yeah. organization's response to this is as follows. We're sure our millions of loyal Knicks fans won't mind losing this attention-grabbing gentleman, the statement said. We remain focused on the upcoming season with a hard-working team that is proud to represent New York and its dedicated fans. <laughs> wow, that's hilarious. I can't believe they actually respond. I mean, if you're going to put that as your comment, why even bother responding? Duh. You know, like... <laughs> right, like, like that's a very generic... That's a very generic response. And, and I'll just say this. The Knicks are terrible. They've been terrible for a long time. <laughs> and by the way, I'd like to apologize to our good friend Peter because I think he's a Knicks fan. But he knows oh, this. He, he knows yeah. that his team is terrible. Unless unless he's been rooting for the Nets, but I think he might be a Knicks fan. <laughs> uh, they're not getting better anytime soon. They're just not. See, the Knicks needed somebody like a, like a Wendy's. Um, yes. You know, like Twitter person. We're going to Twitter explain here that Wendy's will annihilate you with a roast if you if you you know have anything to say to them or whatever it's it's great just to put a finer point on the point i just made yeah the knicks have won just one playoff series in the past 18 years and have lost at at least 50 games in each of the past four seasons (laughs) wow you're under 500 which means their win total is 31 or less Right, you're way under half. Holy crap. Way dude. under 500. Yes. Yeah. So they are terrible and there's no there's no improvement in sight. Here's the last note that I'll make for the story. According to an eBay spokesperson, the company's CEO Devin Wenig was tempted to bid on the auction and force him to remain a Knicks fan. <laughs> That's pretty brilliant. <laughs> what an amazing counter-strike that would have been. I know. Like dang it. Hey, but like what did the auction end at? I mean, did he did it get anything for it? Oh, yeah, I actually do have that note. What was the note? It was, um, I think it was a little over $3,500. Bought by a 23-year-old? Yeah. I, I love that, though, dude. Like, <laughs> I bought your fandom to stay a Knicks fan. <laughs> yeah, so, so somehow a 23-year-old came up with 3500 bucks to make him a Lakers fan. That's insane, dude. All right, you ready for our last quick hit? Yeah. Okay, so the story about the robot sex brothel which is obviously high tech and right. a very a very modern business idea and modern problem right exactly it made me ask this question what are the oldest companies in america that's an interesting question yeah so again i hope you're sitting down i did some research adam what i know i apologize you know you do one podcast meetup and suddenly you've changed <laughs> you don't even know who i am anymore <laughs> who are you Okay, so the oldest company in America is a farm called the Shirley Plantation. Guess what year it was established? 1800. You're off by almost 200 years. It was established in 1613. Dang. Many of the companies on the list were farms, orchard, and other agricultural businesses like that. That makes sense. Or trades like tanning, stone carving, silversmithing, that type of stuff. However, Adam, and I was really happy to share this with you, when I stumbled across the second oldest company in America, and it's none of those things. It's not agricultural. It's not a trade, but it is a company that you are very familiar with. It's music related. Would you like to guess what it is? Yamaha. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Zildjian Music Company. Zildjian is the second oldest company in the United States. It is. It was established in 1632. I am completely blown away. So as a drummer, this speaks so warmly to my heart Not for, for several reasons. Number one, because they've been making cymbals for, you know, 500 years. That's amazing. Secondly, they're great cymbals. They're really amazing. 
uh, and they make they, they make Turkish symbols. It's just really cool. I think that's that, that makes me so happy. Well, and if you do the math, they've been a viable company for 386 years. Man, that is amazing. Isn't that incredible? Really cool. Well, Adam, unfortunately, we've reached that part of the show again. Oh, crap. We got to as many stories as we could, but we've run out of time. We did three quick hits. Sorry, Keith. The headline that we do not have time to get to actually came from Vanessa York, one of our fellow interns. Oh, she's awesome. Here you go. Goats addicted to human urine airlifted out of National Park. (laughs) Man, that's a shame we can't get to that story. I know. We apologize, Vanessa, but thank you. Of course, we'll make every effort to get to that story in a future episode. Every single effort we'll make. Every effort. We'll make an extensive effort. Next! All right, Adam, are you ready for birthdays? I love birthdays. Let's do it. Okay, so to start us off, yesterday, Vladimir Putin turned 67 years old. Not old enough. Do you think anybody in Russia has ever pronounced his name that way? (laughs) I'm sure every person pronounces it that way. Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin. (laughs) Putin. (laughs) And then today, on the 8th, Matt Damon turns 48. He is amazing. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. Also today is the birthday of Sigourney Weaver, and she turns 69. Ah, giggity. That's, man, she's 69? That's crazy. Isn't it? But she's fantastic. Yes, 100%. Well, on Wednesday is the birthday of Brett Favre, Chris Brayton, and he turns 49. Yes, the old favor himself. On Friday, Hugh Jackman turns 50. He is awesome. And then on Saturday, Nancy Kerrigan turns 49, the silver medalist herself, America's sweetheart in the 1992 Winter Olympics. All right. How about some born this week, but now dead? (laughs) (laughs) I love that every time, man. Thank you, Clay Groves of the Fish Nerds podcast. Yes, I have one person who was born on this day, but now dead. (laughs) And that is John Lennon. He died in 1980 at the age of 40. That poor guy. I think of the dry twist. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it was either that of the trip and fall i don't remember oh that's right it was a trip and fall so sorry yeah <laughs> oh that's terrible <laughs> once again we've made light of a terrible situation <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a real bummer the way that john lennon <laughs> died by falling down the stairs he feel the just president. terrible <laughs> feel just terrible next all right adam and we're gonna finish up with this okay Believe it or not, this week, we don't just have jokes. We also have puns. Ah, is this from our pun intern? It most certainly is. It's from Brisky Cawthon from Turn of Phrases. Awesome. She is our pun turn or our intern in charge of puns. Right. So here you go. Okay. What do you call a local area network in Australia? What? The land down under. (laughs) I think you mean the land down under. (laughs) My apologies. (laughs) I do indeed. Adam, I think you would agree that a chicken crossing the road is poultry in motion. (laughs) I would agree with that. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. And we'll finish with this one. What's the definition of a will? What? Oh, come on, Adam. You can get this. It's a dead giveaway. (laughs) Thank you, Brisky. Those are hilarious. Thanks for saying those. And, And I don't know anybody that's better at puns than you are. So thank you for all your contributions to the group. You're leading the pun charge. Absolutely. Next! Well, Adam, sadly, that brings us to the end of another episode of This Week Today. 
Dang it. I really I wish it was not the end of another episode of This Week Today. I know. I hate it as well. But before, <laughs> we, <laughs> but before we go, Adam, is there anything you'd like to promote? Yes, I would like to promote the Blood Drawn Chronicles. Last week was the end of Season 12. I've been mastering the audio for that show since Season 4. The story was fantastic. The last couple of episodes literally got me choked up. Uh, really great episode. And so, yeah, I want to give them some love and uh, promote that podcast, as it were. Yeah, so check out the Blood Drawn Chronicles and uh, really what you're, I think you're bearing the lead because Adam is producing that show. So if you've got a podcast or need help producing your audio, uh, he's the guy you need to reach out to. So if you didn't know that Adam did that, he does. No, thank you for that extra plug from you. You're welcome. Let's finish up with some credits. Gravity Beard is a proud member of the Podfix Network. It's a terrific lineup of shows. Go to podfixnetwork.com to check out the entire lineup or search at Podfix on Twitter. Also, please check out Podfix Presents. Chris Brayton of More Gooder Than and me of this show are in the middle of our NFL recap show. It's a quick 20 to 30 minute show and it comes out every Wednesday. You can subscribe to the show on any podcast app. Just search Podfix Presents. There are three ways you can donate to the show. First, you can go to patreon.com forward slash gravitybeard. We're also on PayPal. That link is paypal.me forward slash gravitybeard. Or search our email, contactthebeard at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Venmo by searching gravitybeard, all one word. You can find our show on Twitter by searching at thegravitybeard. We have a Facebook group for our show called The Gravity Beard Interns. We have almost 200 members who have engaged over 8,000 times since we started a few months ago. If you like the show, you'll love the group because most of our content comes from the group. So come join the fun. And the number for the Gravity Beard hotline is 321-465-2180. We play those messages at our staff meetings. Our theme song is Sophomore Makeout. We also use the song The Only Girl, both by Silent Partner. Their stuff can be found on the YouTube audio library. You've been listening to This Week Today on Gravity Beard. It's what your ears will want to be listening to. And as always, stay cursory, friends. This was a podcast from the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com. If the sex robots at your local brothel are killing you, something's gone terribly wrong.